0: Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today, again, is Pastor Terry Angel, uh, part of the adjunct faculty at Providence Baptist College, teaching our homiletics courses and church education as well. And so we'll continue our conversation with Brother Angel uh, concerning sermon preparation and preaching. So thanks so much for joining us uh, for for another round. Sure. Uh, we were talking about last time, and I think we can distill our conversation uh, last time to the idea that it's... Not just the preaching; it's the preacher and being prepared for a sermon. Sermon notes is one thing. Uh, Being prepared and knowing how to deliver the sermon is another thing. But also being prepared spiritually Mm -hmm. is absolutely essential. And how every aspect of your being is involved when you're done preaching. When you're preaching a sermon, and when you're done.
1: You're, you're done. done. <laughs> yeah. You're emotionally, physically. If you if you put your heart and soul into it, you're you're. Somebody said years ago. I don't know How much truth there is to it? But you know, a thirty to forty minute message where a preacher is really involved in his preaching is like an eight hour workday. I don't know, but I will tell you what, I after Sundays I feel like it. <laughs> and some
0: preachers they do enough physical gymnastics to make it a sixteen hour workday. <laughs> yeah, I think true. they do. I remember um, Pastor Brown. Uh, oh yes. Walking the backs of the pews. I. I don't know how he did that, but yeah, he, he's very agile,
1: <laughs> but you're right. You know, homiletics, you can kind of, is, is sermon preparation. Mm-hmm. It's sermon delivery. Mm-hmm. And then involved in all of that is the preacher's own personal relationship with God, you know, and, and the Bible, him being in the Bible, him being in prayer and having the mind of God for his church. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are times when all of us preachers hit the wall It seems like you you come to Saturday and it's like, I don't have any direction for tomorrow. And one thing I've learned is that when I hit that spot, I don't need to panic. Because if I'll just just take this book and select the text and preach the text, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go wrong because it's God's Word. (laughs) Yes, sir. And God's Word does not return void. Yes, sir. so even when I I feel like man I really don't know if this is the exact message for this Sunday I feel like I've failed in finding the mind of God because um, sometimes you know sometimes you just it's down in your heart you know this is what God wants for our church our people this is what God wants for this youth conference for this camp tonight this morning that's what God wants today uh, you'll have that then other times you'll kind of be just flying in the dark but if you're standing on the book, it'll it won't return void. That's the power of that
0: book. Yeah. So you, got, you always have to safety a safety net here. That's it. So on that topic, picking a text or choosing a text. Yes. Um, what are some ways that some several scriptures ways, jumped out
1: to you? Yeah. Several ways to do that. First and foremost is just your personal devotional reading. Mm-hmm. When when I sit down in the morning, uh, I'm I'm a creature of habit. I don't know if you are or not. I yes, I, I function more productively as a a creature of habit. So I'm up at the latest 5.30. Usually it's 5, sometimes before that. Uh, The coffee's made. (laughs) Amen. The smell is already in the air, you know, floating through the the, uh, air in the house. So, uh, you know, put some water on my face and grab my coffee cup, and and, uh, I got my recliner, I got my Bible, my reading Bible. I'm not sitting down to prepare a sermon. I'm not sitting down to look for a sermon. I'm sitting down because Terry Angel needs to re- needs to hear from God himself. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and can I take a minute and just give sure. you a, a verse for the Holberg here? It's, so, it's just it, because I'm not just, this is not just hot air. It's actually found on, on a principle here that Paul wrote to Timothy, preacher, church at Ephesus. Yes, he's sir. a pastor. He's preaching, you know, and uh, he's talking to Timothy about, you know, be an example, Listen, this, 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 the, the book has so much in it if we just take time to read slow. It tells Timothy, be an example. What a great text for young preachers especially. They don't have to be the best when it comes to anything, any of the spiritual exercises.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I don't labor under the pressure to be the best Bible student at Faith Baptist. I don't labor under the pressure to be the best prayer warrior, the best soul winner. I don't, how, do you, how do you determine that anyway? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? What, what's the criteria? Yeah. Who's doing the judge anyway? I God does all that in the end. Yeah, right. And I'm not sure he's all about the best as much as it is giving our best. Mm-hmm. Instead of being the best, let's give our best. And Paul told Timothy, be an example. Hmm. I don't have to be the best soul winner, but I ought to be an example of a soul winner. I don't have to be the best prayer warrior, but I ought to be an example of a prayer warrior. He wrote that to a young preacher. Take the pressure off yourself, Timothy. Just be an example. And he gave him several areas here. And then at the end of this text, in verse number 16, he tells Timothy, take heed unto thyself. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, time out. What are we taught about joy? Jesus, others, you. Mm-hmm. Take heed unto thyself. That kind of sounds like putting yourself first. But he goes on to say, and under the doctrine, the teaching, continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself. Well, we know he's not talking about soul salvation. No. Yeah. You can't save yourself. He's talking about salvaging Your ministry. Timothy, you're a young pastor. You're you're called to preach. You're called God's desires for you to pastor this church. You've got a future here with this church. Do you want to salvage your ministry there? Do you want to salvage your future? Take heed to yourself. Continue in the doctrine. Continue in the book. Get something out of it for yourself. Read it for you. You need it. But wait a minute. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Who are the ones that heard Timothy? His yes, congregation, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. his church. So the best thing Timothy could do for that church is put his nose in whatever part of the Word of God he had, not for sermons, not for counseling. That's all necessary. Mm-hmm. Put your nose in that book for you, for you. Best thing I can do for my wife is get up in the morning, draw a circle, an imaginary circle, step inside that circle, say, God fixed the man in this circle. He'll salvage my ministry. It's the best thing I can do for her, for my kids, for my grandkids, mm-hmm. for my church. What can I do for my church that's above? Just keep yourself right with God. So personal daily devotions. You're reading along. You're mm-hmm. not reading it for a sermon. But What happens? God begins to speak to your heart. And guess what, guess what I am? I'm a man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like everybody else. Yes, sir. I'm a human being made in the image of God, just like everybody else. So God speaking to my heart, potentially that could turn into a message for my church. Many times it does. You take a few notes, you know, just make a, jot a few things down mm-hmm. to keep yourself reminded of it. And the truth be known, as far as humanly being able to discern, it's one of these things we can't always humanly discern the effectiveness of pre, of, of a message.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What effect does it have? Sometimes you won't know till you get to eternity humanly, as far as humanly being able to discern, it seems that the most effective messages are the ones that come from my personal devotions. If it speaks to you, it's going to speak to somebody else as well. Then you have the preaching of others. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Spurgeon had a great quote. He said, I don't mind men grazing in my pasture as long as they produce their own milk. (laughs) I read that years ago and I thought, that's that's a great statement. Because how many of us read Spurgeon? A lot yeah, of us read Spurgeon. Absolutely. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with reading Spurgeon as long as you don't, you know, take point one from Spurgeon's note, point two from Spurgeon's note, point three, oh, put this illustration about Spurgeon, make it yours. uh uh-uh, that doesn't <laughs> work. Okay. Produce your own milk.
0: Yeah.
1: That means you get a seed thought from that man's message. I was down in Oklahoma City years ago, Windsor Hills, and uh, at a Revival Fires conference. And this would have been in the year 2000. And I remember this for a specific reason. Um, Brother Dwayne Nichols from San Antonio, Texas, mm-hmm. was preaching, and he preached a message out of First Peter on trials in the Christian life. And w- he's preaching, and, and the fireworks of God are going off in my soul. I'm thinking, good night. And, and you know, I'm listening, but I'm also, my mind is running. So I'm starting to jot down the, the purpose of trials, the origin of trials, the necessity of trials, the, the, the all these different things. By the time I get done, he's preached one message. I've got eight messages Wow! on trial. I've got the seed thought for eight messages. Mm-hmm. I kind of tucked it away. Spring of 2001, we're just about ready to move in our new auditorium. You were still there. It had to be, I think. No, right? we were gone in 2000. Were you were gone in 2000, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So you got to be a part of the thing, but never got to enjoy the yeah, grand opening. pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so spring of 2001, God reminds me of that, and I pull it out, and I start making some sermons up, and I'm going to call it Trials in the Christian Life, and I've got eight messages, and I'm going to start, we're going to open our building, our auditorium, Father's Day, 2001, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I'm going to, you know, we're going to get in preaching, and then the next week we're going to have the grand opening, and then after that, so what, fourth week in June, I'm Mm going to preach, I'm going to start this sermon on trial, this series on trials,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I'm I'm preaching along, and, and then... We have uh, a a tragedy in our bus ministry. An Eight and ten-year-old girls, sisters, uh, their live-in, their mothers live-in, got mad, lived in a trailer park down south of Kankakee, boarded up their room, and then set the trailer on fire, and those two girls died in that fire. Uh And both of them rode our buses faithfully. Thankfully, we had both of their names in our records as trusting Christ, the first Funeral, I did in that brand-new auditorium, two little white caskets, and uh, preached the gospel there. And uh, that was tough on our church mm-hmm. to see that. And then five weeks later, we lose the brightest prospect out of our Christian school we'd ever graduated, Nathan Lockwood. Called mm. to preach, going to Bible college, 18 years of age, killed in a head-on collision. Yeah. And uh, I'm in the middle of this series of trials in the Christian life when all of this is happening. God just directed all that, put it all together. That all came from one message. All those sermons came from one message that Pastor Nichols preached. So when you you know you're thinking about a text for Sunday, getting your Bible, God give you a text out of your personal Bible reading, your devotions, mm-hmm. God give you a text, thought, see thought, from another preacher's sermons. For a pastor, keeping your finger on the pulse of the church, body, you know. Paul describes the local church as a body. Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, you go to get your physical, and you get checked up. The doctor puts, or the nurse puts her hand on your takes your pulse. What's your pulse like? So how's the church doing? How's the church? You know what? I think, Lord, what does our church do? You know what? The church needs a message on tithing. The church needs a message on, uh, you know, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so thirsteth my soul for thee, O God. What kind of metrics do you use? This is kind of off topic
0: of preaching, but as a pastor, what kind of metrics do you use to take the pulse of your church?
1: Is there some physical evidence I, you out know, there? there? Well, there could be. There could be. Uh, it could be that you've made an observation or two or three, you know, that's mm. similar, maybe three or four weeks in a row. Uh, lackadaisical attitude toward getting to church on time. So what what does church mean to you? Do I need to, do I need to sharpen the point of the pencil here? You know, as far as your attitude toward church, uh, the singing—it's just kind of lackluster. Hmm, you know, are we are we a little bit spiritually cool? Okay, things like that. Sure. You know, and and again, you're you're constantly. I mean, if if I had a nickel for every time I prayed the brief prayer, Lord, what do you want me to preach this Sunday? <laughs> I'd be a wealthy man, right? What do you <laughs> want me to preach this Sunday? What do you want me to preach this Sunday? You know. Yeah. Um, you're constantly seeking the Lord's mind about that and the Lord's will. So, yeah, he brings observations. Yeah. Or, uh, you got a guy comes in, you know, uh, makes an appointment with you, and uh, for some counseling, a pastor, I've lost my temper, I've, I've just, I've lost control of my temper, and I need some help, you know, three days later, a wife comes in, or a mother, you know, pastor, I'm, I'm just, I've lost control with my children, I, I lose my control. Hmm. So you got three or four people in a row, and a period of three or four weeks that come to see you about self-control, maybe that's more of a widespread thing than two or three people, so, yeah. you know, I'm going to preach a message on self-control or temperance, you know, something like that from the Bible. So a lot of different ways to select, uh, you know, a, a text, God puts it on your heart, the pulse of the church body, uh, the, 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 the command for a pastor to preach the whole counsel of God, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll select the text on that premise.
0: What haven't I preached in a long time? Exactly. Okay.
1: And, and you look at your archives and you look, it's been eight months since I preached on hell. It's been, or it's been a year and a half since I preached on heaven. Or giving, tithing. Mm-hmm. I, preachers, I've heard preachers almost boast that they don't preach on giving. I never preach on giving to my church. And I think to myself, well, brother, we're supposed to preach the whole counsel of God and giving's in that book, and you're shooting yourself in your own foot too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and ma- it may be marriage, it may be it, it may be honesty. I mean, it, it just w- topically, mm-hmm. what have I not touched on? That's a part of the whole counsel of God, sanctification, holiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm against sin. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not Joel Osteen, eh, yeah. I never use the word sin, you know, well, I don't know what you do with the whole council of God if you don't preach on sin. Sure. So, it's, there's several different ways, several different ways to do it, and uh, sometimes it's just, you know, and this one, you, this one I'm a little bit um, hesitant to talk about, because you don't want to, the foundation of our messages has to be the Scripture. Mm-hmm. But there are things, God, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the reproofs of life. The reproofs of life can give us instruction. And sometimes just something that you see or that you experience, God takes your mind to a text. Now, if you've got to go searching for a truth to I match got, your experience, yeah, I got yeah. this experience, and I'd surely got to find. Now, I'm talking about where you see something, you observe something, and God takes your mind to a verse,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a text. And you realize, man, that's a great illustration of that text. So you don't build the message on the illustration. You go to the text, you study it, you use the illustration. And the better you know your
0: book, the more often and that will hit probably the happen. the nail
1: on the head. Mm-hmm. For a preacher, and you might remember this in class, he needs a sense of a divine call, especially a, a pastor, okay? Yes, sir. And then he needs a working knowledge of the Bible. A working knowledge of the Bible. There has to be some. It's our tool. Mm-hmm. Brother Holberg, a farmer knows his implements. He knows his tractor. The draftsman knows his mechanical pencil. You, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, the the mathematician knows his calculator. It's their tool. The, the mechanic knows his toolbox. Oh, man, I need... Hey, can you grab it? fourth drawer down? Uh, on the right side, you'll see that these gear wrenches. I need a five-eighths. He knows his tools. Mm-hmm. This is our tool. Just get familiar with it. Awesome.
0: Can we talk about sermon illustrations? Um, sure. I, I mentioned Spurgeon
1: a lot. Well, but
0: the quote Prince from Spurgeon. Prince of Preachers? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. absolutely. I know what you're uh, going.
1: He said, illustrations are like windows in a house. Mm-hmm. They don't create light. They allow light in. And you think about the, the, the truth of that statement. They don't create light. Windows don't create light.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: windows allow the light that's already created to shine into the house. You raise the shade, the, take the blinds up, you're letting, you didn't create the light. That window didn't make light happen. Mm-hmm. All that window did was allow the light that's already there to shine in. The light's here. Yep. This is the light. Yes, okay. So the illustration allows the light that already has been created by God's Word to shine in. So they're very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be, in my, in my estimation, my opinion, it can be overdone. It can be overdone. Mm -hmm. I probably have been guilty of that from time to time. But what did Jesus do? I mean... If you want to take the ultimate example, absolutely. You take Jesus. He took a divine truth and wrapped it in a common story. Yeah. And uh, the people got it.
0: So what is the The source of your illustrations? The common people heard
1: him gladly, Mm -hmm. Mark said. The common people heard him gladly Mm -hmm. because they could understand. They understood farming. Sure. They understood fishing. They understood house building. They understood vineyards, they understood sheep, they understood wolves, mm-hmm. they understand all that. Take Matthew 5, 6, 7, the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. go down it, through, read through there. The, the, the common things that Jesus used to convey spiritual truth. It's mind boggling, but that's what he did. Uh, top, uh, uh, um, the book is about that thick. It's called 7700 Illustrations. It's a book of illustrations, 7700, wow. by uh, Paul Lee Tan. Mm-hmm. That's his last name, Tan, T-A-N. He compiled, and, and thankfully he's got an index <laughs> that, that kind of you know arranges them in some sure. topic form. So if you're looking for uh, an illustration on giving or you're looking for an illustration on soul winning or you're looking for an illustration on, uh, I don't know, anything, uh, a sword, you know, mm-hmm. it's, there, you more than likely will find one in there. Of course, the, you know, the most effective are the ones that, that you've lived. Sure, and, and a young preacher just has to simply wait until <laughs> those experiences come. He does, come. You know, and, and even then you gotta be careful that it's not overdone, where mm-hmm. it's all about True. my yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. But God, God, God does give us and an, you know, <clears throat> experiences in life that, uh, that are, can be and should be used as illustrations. Awesome. Well, thank you
0: so much for joining us, Brother Angel. I appreciate it. And there's so much more to cover Uh on this topic, Uh, but I guess if you want to hear more, uh, just come to Providence Baptist (laughs) College and uh, you'll sit in on a class or two. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to check out any of our other conversations with Brother Angel, uh, check out our YouTube channel and the audio only platforms as well. Thanks for joining us.